Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original... I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we figure out who's to blame for history's greatest tragedies. Just a reminder, we're comedians, not historians. Now, we have been getting a lot of positive feedback and a lot of listeners, and I'm so grateful. So I just want to remind everyone, if you're driving, if you're doing dishes, if you're, I don't know, whatever you're doing, stop. Go on your phone and (laughs) subscribe, review, and rate The Alarmist. It's really helpful, and it helps uh, us get the word out. I'll I'll just read you uh, one of the most recent reviews. This one is from Soft Whisper. That's uh, their (laughs) name. And uh, the subject is how, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. um, Soft Whisper gives us five stars. Thank you, Soft Whisper. And the review says, how does this podcast have only 3.5 stars? I love the concept and the host. Thank you. 
This podcast is informative and entertaining. I'd give it more stars if I could. So everyone out there, this is your opportunity to help us get more stars and get our rating up, up, up. Thank you. I really love you all. And I really appreciate it. Today's episode is about the McDonald's coffee case. I believe this was actually a suggestion from one of our listeners. Amanda, my producer, and I did an Instagram live story and someone just recommended the McDonald's case. I'm I'm sorry if I'm forgetting which listener you were, but if, if, if it was you, please reach out and let your voice be heard because you deserve credit. Now, let's get started. On February 27th, 1992 in Albuquerque, Stella Liebeck, age 79, was sitting in the passenger seat of her nephew's parked car, attempting to add milk and sugar to the coffee that she had purchased four minutes before from McDonald's. When she pulled the lid back, she accidentally spilled the contents on her lap. Liebeck suffered third-degree burns to her pelvic area. She was hospitalized for over a week and underwent a series of skin grafts, but was still partially disabled for two years and permanently disfigured. In 1994, Liebeck sued McDonald's Corporation in what is known as the McDonald's Coffee Case, or Liebeck versus McDonald Restaurants. A New Mexico civil jury awarded $2.7 million to the plaintiff. Liebeck's attorney argued that, at 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit, McDonald's coffee was defective, claiming it was too hot and more likely to cause serious injury than coffee served at any other establishment. This product liability lawsuit became a talking point in the debate in the United States over tort reform. I mean, it seems frivolous. It seems like it should have been common sense that if you spilt hot coffee on yourself, like, that was your own fault. She won her case and won a a lot of money. The summary of that story to me is tying up the court system for a bunch of nonsense. Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. Most people believe Liebeck was driving when she opened the coffee. Wrong. She was actually parked in the parking lot her nephew was driving. The trial revealed that McDonald's had over 700 previous complaints about burns from hot beverages from 1982 to 1992. Even though the $2.7 million awarded in punitive damages seemed high, it only amounted to about two days' worth of national coffee sales for McDonald's at the time. Liebeck died August 5th 2004, not from her injuries. Well, everyone, we have a very special guest today. We have a returning guest. He, you might remember him from the Donner Party, Clayton Early. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Thanks for clapping for yourself. <laughs> I clapped for myself. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm welcome. Clayton, I mean, thank you for returning. Uh, you, you, we have had so much success, you know, blaming, figuring out who's to blame with the Donner Party. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to get him back in here. You know what I think is funny? I was thinking about this today as I was, uh, before I came over here, and I thought, interesting that for the two episodes that you had me on, they're related to like food disasters. <laughs> one is eating people, one is like coffee gone awry. And so like, you clearly know 
your guests because, you know, I'm very much into food and, and wine and that yes. stuff. So what an appropriate well, it, reason to have me back. When I, <laughs> when I think of you, I think of a good meal, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> Thanks. But in all fairness, um, I also thought of you for this podcast because you're, you are married to a lawyer. Truth. Your husband is a lawyer. And he has experience in tort. I mean, I, I don't... The, the, <laughs> We have a professional here, guys. <laughs> no, you have someone who's adjacent to a professional. <laughs> I know. This is producer Amanda, but I love that there, there was never talk of having your husband on. It was nope. just... Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Perfect. <laughs> That's too real. We know someone who knows a lawyer. <laughs> get him. <laughs> Reminder, we're not experts. We're just comedians. <laughs> Mike is an expert, though. So. Yes, he actually yes, is an definitely expert. definitely a lawyer. Some of it has probably rubbed off on me. I would say a lot. Yeah. Has probably I'm basically a lawyer now. Exactly. And that's how I see it. <laughs> so let's get started because this is a very um, complicated tragedy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the best way to explain it and start off, you know, start figuring out who's to blame is to kind of go through a step by step account of the case. Yeah. Right? So you guys know uh, a little bit of a back. You have the background of what happened to Stella Liebeck and and the suit now. But let's do more of a step-by-step scenario, walkthrough, mm-hmm, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys a walkthrough. Okay, so, and and Clayton, please stop me if you have any questions. Okay, I probably do. won't be able to answer them, but Amanda <laughs> can Google them. Great. <laughs> okay, so two weeks after the injury, this is where we are. It's two weeks after the injury. She opened up the coffee. It spilled. She had the skin Third grafts. degree burns. It's terrible. Right. Really bad. Um, Liebeck writes to McDonald's Corporation asking to pay any medical costs not covered by Medicare and uh, also lost wages for her daughter who had been a caretaker during her recovery. Sounds fair. So the amount would have been 10000 to 15000 This is what she asked McDonald's for. McDonald's offered her $800 in return. Do you know what that number was based on? Uh, no idea. Um, just like, okay. I think it was just like what was in their tip jar that day <laughs> at one They location. were going to steal it from the hardworking employees. Of and course. Give it, okay. Uh, okay. Good to know. So six months later, Liebeck retains a lawyer and uh, they offer to settle for 300000 But McDonald's, again, rejects the offer. Hmm. So now she's got a lawyer. First, it was a letter. Now she's got a lawyer. The court-ordered mediator recommends McDonald's settle for $225,000. They reject the recommendation and decide that they're going to go to trial. So McDonald's had two opportunities to pay off. And this is McDonald's, which is a massive corporation. Yes. Saying no to that, like, it's like... it's like change to thing. Change. What's I'm telling phrase? you, it's in the Ch- trunk. I, uh, uh, I can Google that, <laughs> but I believe it's chump change. Chun, chump oh, change. I was going to say car change. Car it's change. like whatever you find in your car right. when you in between hit the couch the toll. Yeah. Um, if you remember for, from the our fun facts, two point seven, the two point seven that was awarded was actually just two days worth of national coffee sales. It's not. It's just just coffee. coffee. Right. It's nothing. Two days. So it's nothing to them, but. They, they reject it, and they're going to trial. So prior to the trial, most of the jury was unsympathetic to Liebeck's claim. 
finding uh, the case very frivolous. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the thought was McDonald's should not be held accountable for her clumsiness. This was the prevailing thought. However, during trial, the evidence showed that, number one, McDonald's knew it was serving its coffee dangerously hot between uh, 180 to 190 degrees, which is about 20 degrees higher than most other sellers. And like close to boiling point, I believe. Like the boiling, the temperature of boiling point is like right there. Amanda, what is our, what is boiling point? Water boils at 100 degrees Celsius, 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Very close. So pretty close. Very, very close. So number two, most customers didn't know that the coffee was so hot and were risking serious injury when they bought it. And number three, McDonald's didn't care about the risk. These are the three things that came out during trial. So, on August 17, 1994, after one week, uh, after a one-week trial, the jury deliberated for four hours and returned a verdict for the plaintiff. They found that Liebeck had suffered 200,000 in injuries. So, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Both Liebeck and McDonald's were responsible. So, they gave Liebeck 20%. She, they, they said that she bore 20% of the blame for the injury, and McDonald's had 80%. So therefore, Liebeck was entitled to 160 in com- uh, compensatory damages. Hmm. So they subtracted 20% from 200,000. Wow. And that's what, that, those were her compensatory damages. Now, to address the reprehensible behavior of McDonald's, the jury awarded Liebeck 2.7 in damages. So this was... Uh, punitive damages mm-hmm. for being like prideful just for, about for, it. I, I don't know if it was pride but i think it was just for you know not just negligence disclosing yeah negligence total negligence much. and then yeah um and the the judge whose name was robert scott agreed with the analysis but reduced the punitive damages to four hundred and eighty thousand. So she's taken away 160000 and then 480000 Now, it's unclear how much Liebeck actually received because after the trial, Judge Scott ordered a settlement conference to which the party settled for an amount that McDonald's insisted be kept confidential. Now, I've, I've searched around the mm-hmm. internet. All that I've seen is that it's speculated that Liebeck ended up with less than 600000 mm-hmm. total, mm-hmm. total. And... Just as a side note, um, I watched this documentary on HBO called Hot Coffee. I highly recommend it to everyone um, if you're interested in more of the details of this case. So this is the, this is kind of a step by step, right? Right. And the way I see it, and just for some listeners out there, I had no idea what this was. But the difference between um, compensatory and punitive damages is that they're directed towards different parties of a, a civil claim. So, for instance, the con- compensatory damages are awarded to benefit the plaintiff and to help him or her cover the cost of accident or injury. Mm-hmm. And then the punitive damages are awarded to punish the, the defendant. So the purpose is to change behaviors. Right, and, the to behavior. set, and to send a message to other companies. Exactly. Like, watch out or you'll also pay this. Exactly. So that's a step-by-step account of how that case played out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as you know, there's so much more to it. Right. Right. Yep. And this is a, a 
kind of an unconventional tragedy for our podcast. I would call it a first, per se. Um, and I, the way I see it is that the tragedy is kind of a two-parter. We're talking a two-parter tragedy. Okay. What are the, okay, let's see. What's first part, one? part, we have the actual accident. So my thinking is that the coffee accident leads to a highly publicized case, right? Yes. Essentially, the case goes viral. And this then gives an opportunity for the big corporations to create a public narrative that eventually leads to tort reform in the way of punitive caps and mandatory arbitration. Now, I know I'm saying a lot of words that I, don't, I barely understand. <laughs> I barely understand yep. these words. Yep. We're talking two tragedies. It's the actual spilling of the coffee, coffee yes. situation. And then what happens after? In our judicial yeah, system. Yeah, spilling coffee can be tragic just on a personal level, like depending on your day. Uh, just if I if get it on were, my shirt. If you're I mean, so excited, you're just like really tired, you spill that one cup of coffee you had, you're like, this is not what I needed today. So that is a personal tragedy, but amplify that. This, as as you see, is, is kind of complicated, but I do yes. feel like we can still get to the bottom of both tragedies i feel like there's something i should share with you before we continue why have you been keeping from me um so i actually was because of this the campaign that they put out there i definitely was one of these people who at first thought that this was just someone being ridiculous trying to sue this large corporation for a bunch of money and in fact i mentioned it to mike my husband lawyer who is a lawyer and got very defensive was like you have no idea what you're talking about. This is like one of the big like misconceptions in law and kind of schooled me in all the things, you know, I knew no, none of the details, yeah. but he told me what happened to her, like what, how bad the damage was, what she was asking for and how many other people had complained. And I was like, wow, like truly just like totally bought like a victim of the media. I sound like a Trumper, don't I? When I talk <laughs> I feel like last time I came, I said, let's blame the media. Um, <laughs> the second thing I think you should know yes. is that I I think McDonald's said one of the reasons, the, the big reason why they didn't want to change it is because that's what people want. They want hot coffee. I am 100% one of those people. I want wow. boiling hot coffee. I love hot coffee. I feel like the first... 20% of my coffee is like the most enjoyable part. And then after that, it gets warm and I'm just kind of tolerating it for the rest of the cup. So I understand. I'm not saying I'm siding with McDonald's, but I love that hot coffee. So I understand why they didn't want to change it. So you're part of the problem. I guess I'm part of the problem. Yeah. I, I mean, believe what they tell me on the media and I want dangerously hot coffee. <laughs> So it's good that I'm here. <laughs> Maybe I'll we'll be... be able to change your mind. <laughs> the what? Do, what do they call it these days? The it's the drip, the pour over. Mm -hmm. I have a real problem with pour over coffee because it's just not cold enough. I mean, it's not hot enough. Yeah, it feels like it's basically like they ran some lukewarm water over it. Yeah, and, and if you don't gulp it, and then you add any milk, and it's just forget cold. it. It's like it's a, an ice. You might, you might as well put coffee. ice on it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not properly ice. It's like. Well, you know, that was kind of my first thing that I wanted to talk about uh, in regards to the McDonald's case. Great, let's do it. Coffee temperatures, right? Mm -hmm. McDonald's. Well, essentially, it's blaming McDonald's for their coffee temperatures. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I looked up some information and I found that hot liquid <laughs> mm -hmm. in the range of 180 degrees or hotter, if in contact with your skin or just a few seconds 
it will produce serious burns and it can potentially cause second or third degree burns or full burns that will require skin grafting and surgery. So if you were going to take a sip of that coffee, your mouth would be burnt. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you take a little tiny sip and you and, slurp it and up you can, and it kind of aerates taste it food. so it instantly decreases the temperature. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I still wanted that hot. Is it, you're, garg- you're gargling coffee until no. it's okay to put down your throat. Yeah. No, no. I hear that. I hear that. So, I mean, I, I just want to put McDonald's in the, since it's a two-parter, mm-hmm. in the case, you know, just the actual tragedy of the coffee. But obviously, let's put McDonald's, right? On I the mean, board? duh. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So I found some other information that I think is very interesting. Um, Some of the 700 complaints involved full thickness burns. These are the complaints that came out during the trial that they had McDonald's. Did you say full thickness burns? Full thickness. Yeah. What does that mean? Full thickness burns are third degree burns. With this type of burn, all layers of the skin, epidermis and dermis are destroyed and the damage may even penetrate the layer of fat beneath the skin. Wow. 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 wow, wow. This is hard for me. (laughs) I hate burns as much as I love hot coffee. Wow. What is wrong with you? Clayton, you're running some risky business over here. What? This lifestyle i don't know <laughs> i gotta get my thrills somewhere <laughs> so it, it burns similar to those uh these are okay so some of the 700 complaints were the same as miss Libex. right and the previous claim showed that mcdonald's knew or should have known about the danger associated with the high temperatures of the coffee okay mcdonald's admitted that the that they kept their coffee temperature between 180 and 190 degrees now, they said that they used this temperature based on a consultant's advice that this was the range needed for the best taste. Mc- okay. I mean, okay. For the best taste. Sure. McDon- taste meaning you just like it. I mean, like the flavor is not going to change that much. Well, the consultant is saying your bad coffee, right, I guess. You're at, you're like <laughs> They're admitting that they have bad coffee. coffee. <laughs> Okay. is best if it actually burns someone's mouth. It tastes better with a burn. Because yeah. then you can't taste how bad it is. Okay. That's what the, they paid a consultant to tell them. Okay. Now, uh, McDonald's originally claimed that the customers intended to consume the coffee after they go to work or home, to which time the coffee would have cooled down. Sure. However, McDonald's own internal research showed that most of the customers drank the coffee while still in the car, and McDonald's admitted that they had not studied the dangers associated with high temperatures. So it it was found that other fast food restaurants sold their coffee at significant lower temperatures. Coffee served by people in their homes is usually at from 135 to 140 degree range. That's like what you have in your Mr. Coffee. 50 degrees is a big, that's a big difference. Yeah. From 140 to 190. What, yes. what were the other, do you know the other temperatures that the other uh, fast food chains were 20 serving? degrees less. So okay. I think it's at 160. Okay. So it's still higher than than what you drink at home, I think, because they're thinking, okay, it's going to go in the car. They're, they might not be drinking it as much. For the record, I make Americanos at home and I pour the boiling water fresh out of the kettle every morning and that's when I drink it. <laughs> I just want you to know Straight how serious from the kettle <laughs> yes. into your mouth. <laughs> I, I am very, I have, I have total sympathy, but I, I am very serious about the hot. I really am. 
Clayton, I I'm having second thoughts about <laughs> thinking of you as a food person. <laughs> it cools. It I you know like I let it sit for a minute, but sure. But I mean danger. Mm-hmm. So I mean I I think that this is oh, okay. This is really funny. I found that the jury noted in the case that. Um, mcdonald's was lying in its slogan we do it all for you the truth was they do it all for profit Ooh, <laughs> slam Ooh, burn <laughs> clayton i know that was a torturous <laughs> burn i didn't why mean would it. you say I, that like, you know it's like a burn it's like yeah a, no i get it a... <laughs> i get it so i mean obvi- it's so obvious we need to put mcdonald's up there um and we can move on from that you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah i okay. agree so I just real quick. So we're doing McDonald's or are we doing like the corporation that is McDonald's? The we corporation wanna... that is McDonald's, uh, okay. not the actual McDonald's that poured her the coffee. I see. Okay. Right. Because it, it, are they franchised McDonald's? Is it a franchise? <laughs> well, I think that they're local, right? They're just in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> they're just I, in, yeah. I think you're right. In yeah. Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. That's where you find out. I don't know how to say Albuquerque. <laughs> um yeah they're a local company okay just so i'm putting um so far we just have mcdonald's corporation Corporate. on yes. the board and just to clarify so people can um have this in their heads as we're going through this episode i've got the board separated into two panels the accident and tort reform mm. okay. yes okay now let's you know another thing that we can possibly be- blame right it's american uh coffee tastes that's what I'm thinking. So cream and sugar and coffee. Now, right. Stella was opening her coffee because she wanted to put cream and sugar in it. True. Now, cream and sugar, uh, a- according to the internet, roughly two-thirds of coffee drinkers put sugar, cream, and other flavorings in their drink. So had she just gobbled it up like Clayton Early does, mm. uh, and not tried to open the the lid, maybe we wouldn't have had this kind of tragedy. Uh, I mean, also, she had it in her lap, right? She did. I mean, I, that's maybe that's, that's why problematic the for like, you. <laughs> well, I just feel like I like things hot, but I know that they're hot. So I'm going to take extra precaution. Like I would never, I mean, unless I was in really like a bind, the last place I want to put a boiling hot cup of coffee is like in my crotch and then attempt to like, maneuver it yeah it it is questionable um why she had it between you know in her lap Um, i don't blame her for that no but maybe that is why maybe that's why they did give her 20 percent of the blame i mean at a certain extent it's like okay well i think some people are just more or less risk adverse and I am very risk adverse. So although I do like, you know, I, specifically the coffee, that temperature. You don't like to get it on your clothes. N- that's very true. <laughs> so I'm going to put it in a proper holding receptacle <laughs> before I mess with it. I think a lot of people there could really, uh, out there can relate to that too. I mean, we all have to go about our day and it's not like we're carrying around extra shirts no. or pants wherever we go. Unless you're someone who knows that you would need that. And I'm just going to put it this out there. Like, this wouldn't have happened in Europe. Like, the culture <laughs> the True. culture of coffee over there is like the Different. espresso. You know, you drink it at the counter, and yes. it's, it's, it's one sip or two, and you put it back, and you go on with your day. Truth. The, uh, the, the concept of, like, having a cup of coffee for a long time is an American concept. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, uh, I they don't they they look at you with weird eyes every time you go to Italy and you're like, I'll have a an Americano to go. <laughs> Can we blame just this happened just because she lived in America or her American ways? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's a producer Amanda here. I do think there's something to be said for this fast food culture mm-hmm. and America's sort of. Um, they want we want what we want we want it now we want it now uh, what what is that what, what like do you call that like an insatiable that? appetite like uh 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 got got to have it my got to have it culture like toxic <laughs> consumerism ooh <laughs> it, it's like why do we have drive throughs that's another thing that's right. not common in 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 europe I don't know why I keep going back to it. It's not a Europe it, or America thing. It's sort of like thing, the but... fast-paced American lifestyle. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Don't have time. Got to Don't have gotta time. Take it and go. Take it and go. What do you guys think? Um, I, I, I like the 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 need to have it now. Got to have it now. Got to have it now. You know, she couldn't wait till she was home to to put the sugar and the. Well, let's cream. put it. Here's another thing. Okay. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And this gets down to economics. Maybe some people don't have the luxury of being able to have their cup of coffee at home because they got to get to their job and they're working multiple jobs and they just got to stay awake. So they got to buy that coffee and get to the work. On the go. On the go. On the go culture. Underpaid, overworked, undercaffeined. I mean, what yeah. is that? The economy? I mean, what is that? <laughs> is that just like a poverty? A, a po- yeah, poverty. I mean, yeah, um, that's... Do we know where she was heading? Because at the time, she was in her 70s. She's 79? Yes, she's 79. Some some 
places uh, I read on the internet said that it was her um, uh, grandson driving, and some places said it was her nephew. And what time of day was this? Uh, I believe it was in the morning. Okay, I just wonder, was she, do you think she was hustling to get to work on time? (laughs) Now, I I don't, uh, I did read that, or maybe this was from the documentary, but uh, I believe her daughter says that a week before the accident happened, she was working full time. Mm. Wow. This is a 79 year old. 79. Okay, so that's someone who is clearly has to work. Nobody, 79. Yes. You probably are like, it'd be nice to retire by that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she had just retired, and that's why she said she was working up to a week before. I don't know. But the the point is that I don't think that she was a person with means or, mm. or a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I mean, they're just she and her nephew or grandson are just getting, you know, quick fast food. And th- like many of us. Sure. Right? So let's put down... Um, Sure. I mean, we can we can uh, put down uh, our economy, <laughs> poverty that leads us to eat fast food. Yeah, we're getting really macro here. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and let's go to the last one that I have for this um, this side, this part of the um, who's to blame. Can we blame the nephew and his car? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I did some digging. Before yeah, you, I, before I, you say anything, I have questions about. Okay, this. well, maybe this parked, will answer though. it, huh? He was parked. He was parked. So they're not moving. He's they're not, not driving. moving. It was his car, though. Ooh, what okay. kind of car do you know? That yes, I looked it up. Liebeck was the passenger. She was in the passenger seat, and it was a 1989 Ford Probe, which did not have cup holders. <gasps> the Ford Probe, is which a they're no longer coupe. making, probably no, because not. of that. It, it is. It, I think it went out of uh, in the nineties. I believe that's when they stopped making it. Didn't have cup holders, so that explains why it's in her crotch. Yeah, she has nowhere else to put it. <laughs> that was a twist I did not see coming. I mean, really? can can we Definitely blame Ford? Put Ford up there for sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe even more specifically, the designer of the probe. The designer of the probe. Maybe can we? I, I should have looked that up. I mean, maybe Amanda can figure out who exactly def- designed the. You know, I'm on this it. makes me think of it's like, okay, so were there no cup holders because that was an upgrade that you had to pay for? Oh. And let's compare that to the plane crashes for the 737s, where it's like, do you want to pay for this safety thing that tells you when your plane is not level that you should you have to? Pay? It's like, no, we should every car as it does now, should absolutely have... Cup holders. Cup holders. <laughs> now we know that they're a necessity. We've established that people drink on the go because that's the way they've set it up. So you got to give us cup holders in our car if you're going to make us want to drink our coffee on the way to work. Well, now I've always had the question, what came first, the cup holder or the fast food? And I, now I know it was the fast food. Wow. Yep. I'll never look at a cup holder the same again. <laughs> it's like a real ally. Yeah. In your driving experience. So, I mean, that's just kind of the last one I wanted to throw out there for the case. Um, I I don't feel comfortable, like, uh, blaming Stella herself. No, I don't either. Yeah, I think it was an honest mistake. I mean, it could have happened to any of us. Yeah, that sounds like something that, like, you know, you do once and you're like, 
ooh, I'll never do that again. Unfortunately for her, it was like the worst of consequences. Yeah. But it wasn't like she wasn't being maybe what's the right word? It's not like she wasn't maybe negligence, but it wasn't like intentional. It just no. seemed like totally circumstantial. No, and she probably just didn't know. She just didn't know that it was going to be that hot. And she'd probably done it before. Of course. Right? It's not her first. It, otherwise, it would say it was her first time drinking coffee at McDonald's. Right. She would bring that up. So, okay. Now, let's move on to the... Uh, unless you have anything else you want to add to this list. Can I... What do we have right now? Okay. So, um, for the accident, we have McDonald's Corporation, mm-hmm. a got-it-have-it-now attitude, <laughs> poverty... And the 1989 Ford Probe, which I wasn't able to pinpoint an exact designer, but it was a collaboration with Mazda. Oh. Really? Uh, yeah. So that's Let's what we have. Let's put Mazda and Ford okay. on there then. <laughs> Mazda slash Ford. The um, details got lost in the collaboration. Maybe that's why. <laughs> They didn't have Someone emails back then. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> They were making the model and the the letter didn't get to them in time. Mm-hmm. Add cup holders, you know, from the Mazda Corporation. Here's a question. Or here's a, uh, well, yeah, a question. Uh-huh. Should we blame people like me who do like really hot coffee? I love it. Just Let's like put people everyday like Americans who like coffee too hot. Yes, absolutely. And I think... I think this is just me just brainstorming here, but I bet they get a lot of complaints that my coffee's not hot enough. Now or then? No, then. I'm sure now and then, because people probably get their coffee, they're on the freeway, they take a sip and it's cold, and then they want to return it, you Mm -hmm. know? So I bet it's probably the reason why they serve it so hot is so they don't have to give out multiple cups of coffee when people go to the next McDonald's along the road and try and get a new, new cup. cup of coffee. Let's put that down. People like Clayton early. <laughs> <laughs> we have but, great taste. No, <laughs> we're <laughs> dangerous. So then there's this other aspect too, um, uh, of this tragedy, right? It's the post it's what happened, the tort reform. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about this. Cause I don't know about this, but there was actual reform as a result of this case about how we do tort law in America. Yes. So tort reform came about after this case Okay. and tort reform is, uh, tort is a wrongful act or an infringement on, uh, of a right leading to seagull, uh, civil legal liability. Okay. And tort reform refers to proposed changes in the civil justice system that aim to reduce the ability of victims to bring tort litigation or to reduce damages they can receive. Does that make sense? Bring tort litigation. Okay. And the two main things that they changed because of this case was caps on damages. So the amount that... Uh, a damage cap refers to the law, uh, a law that limits the amount a jury can award for damages, regardless of the facts of the case. So that was one thing. And then it was mandatory arbitration. Which is the worst. Yes. It's a Mandat- terrible thing. Mandatory ar- uh, arbitration is a contract provision that requires the parties to resolve contract disputes before an arbitrator rather than through the court system. Mandatory binding arbitration may require the parties to waive specific rights, such as their ability to appeal a decision. 
And it's incredibly expensive for both parties because they both have to pay all their costs. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe that's something we can ask Mike. Yeah, maybe it, why it's why it's so expensive for both parties. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Is that what you've heard from living with a lawyer? Yes. And he, in fact, whenever we've entered into any kind of contract where they try and sometimes force you into arbitration, if should something go wrong, he's always like, absolutely not. We don't want to have to do that unless we absolutely have to. Right. And then people think you're trying to be litigious and you're like, no, it's just like a really terrible option. Oh, so the, now it's just become like part of a contract. It's like, it's like they download uh, a PDF of of standard contract and it just has it there. Yeah, it's like you're gonna you won't sue us. We'll go into arbitration. Like we're not gonna take this to court. That's well, that's terrible. I mean, a big a big part of this tort reform came about because of something that I think is to blame for this part of the tragedy, which is the McDonald's PR machine. Mm. Now, this is this was literally targeting people like you, a little boy in Colorado that was loving McDonald's and seeing ads on TV Mm -hmm. saying uh, things like, you know, people want to uh, stop businesses you like from uh, giving you the products you want because they want to sue you. Greedy people just trying to like... yeah fake injuries and get a bunch of money exactly cheat the system so the the mcdonald's attorney summarized the case as being um about how far you want our society to go to restrict what most of us enjoy and accept so this is how they kind of twisted this situation which is super screwed up it's real screwed up it's like this is the same argument as like the nra with like the second amendment you know it's like I mean, yeah, yeah. So much of us enjoy this. Let's just, you guys want to take that away from us? It's like, well, is it hurting people? (laughs) Is everyone burning themselves or shooting people? Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't enjoy that. Well, the the typical reason that this was a typical reaction, right? Based on this campaign or whatever is, isn't coffee supposed to be hot? And McDonald's didn't pour the coffee on her. She spilled it on herself. Besides, she was driving the car and wasn't paying attention. A lot of this is misinformation Mm -hmm. because we know that she wasn't driving the car when she spilled it. And uh, she was a passenger and she was stopped in the parking lot. And McDonald's, uh, from the McDonald's where she bought the coffee. And uh, that, you know, they they were just kind of throwing out um, misinformation, letting that I don't think they were throwing it themselves, but they were just letting the public kind of get riled up. Right. You know, and that's to so help easy their to case. do. Of course. Right. And th- a lot of these ads that they put at the time, because I don't know if you remember, they had like commercials, apparently. I don't remember any of the commercials. I don't, I, I, yeah, I honestly don't remember. I'm sure I must have seen something, but. Um, they, these were done like. Uh, funded by two main groups. It was the uh, American Tort Reform Association, which was founded in uh, 86. By who? A bunch of lawyers? Uh, It's Advocates for Tort Reform. It's a membership consists of 300 businesses, corporation, Mm -hmm. municipalities, associations, and professional firms. Of course. Of course. And it was also um, Citizens Against Lawsuit Abuse. Um. Where I, I went on their website, it's they're called the CALA, and the first thing you see is is them kind of like 
pleading their case right mm-hmm. on their website. Mm-hmm. And it says, our civil justice system is in dire need of reform. Citizens Against Lawsuit Abuse's goal is to make our court re- system fair. Trial lawyers hijacking our civil justice system are costing American families additional tax dollars while frivolous lawsuits are cutting jobs and clogging the courts. These lawsuits compromise a- uh, compromise access to affordable health care, mm. <laughs> punish consumers by raising the cost of goods and services. So I think they're saying that your coffee is going to go up. Okay. And ha- uh, halt innovation. Legal reform is necessary to maintain economic prosperity. If you believe the lawsuit reform is needed and you want it to end, uh, y- you know, join us, essentially. I mean, I just feel like, and I... I'm not the professional, so don't quote me on this, but I just feel like... Oh, I'm not the professional either. But the court system is clogged with a bunch of frivolous lawsuits, but not stuff like this. It's other, like, stuff that we shouldn't be, you know, it's like weed law, for example, like stuff like that. Like, that's parking tickets, stuff like that, where people get called in for dumb stuff, but not someone who's like third-degree burns and can't pay her medical bills. I would think that that's a high up on the priority <laughs> but isn't that why it's there just to chime in for a second um rebecca you had said that you didn't think mcdonald's was directly responsible for putting out this misinformation okay but they actually it was their lawyers according mm. to um an article i'm reading here on vox.com uh-huh. their lawyers spent years running a disinformation campaign which much of the media bought into so it actually wow. according to this article i'm reading stemmed from the mcdonald's lawyers how is that legal how are the how are the lawyers able to isn't their whole put thing out a, misinformation yeah I, well right. they, they're probably spinning it in a way that it leads to misinformation right um that would be my guess yeah, and this also says here, um, according to their sources, the best social science evidence shows that the number of personal injury lawsuits in recent decades has declined, and the median payout is only $55,000. I have, So what I'm curious about is you said that, so they, because of this reform, it, there was a cap set on how much uh Juries can award a plaintiff if they're suing like a corporation. Uh But you do hear about these huge payouts nowadays for some of the stuff that's going on. Like, what's the cap? I think what happens is that the jury can award you whatever they want, but then they the state puts a cap on how much you can actually get. Hmm. So the jury has nothing to do with the state um, uh, cap. They don't set the cap. So the jury's like, we think you deserve this much. Yes. But then the state. But then if the cap is much lower, let's say you get, you know, they think you deserve a hundred million, but the cap is six hundred thousand. You're only going to get six hundred thousand. Is it time to get Mike on the I line? I think we need Mike because <laughs> I have some questions. <laughs> okay, guys. Call an actual uh, lawyer. We've got a lawyer, Mike, who will be uh, speaking to us and answering all of our questions. Hey, Mike. Hi. Welcome, welcome to the Alarmist podcast. Exciting. Well, Clayton has some uh, questions about caps. So I have a specific question because we found we were discovering that as a result of this case, there was a cap that was set like well, a, a, a tort law reform, and one of those reforms was setting a cap on uh, damages that people could. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or that's the amount that they could get when they sued. 
Yeah, so basically, I mean, sometimes there's a fear or it's a court system that a jury can award like a absurd amount of money, uh, depending on what side you're on. Um, and the sort of legislature sort of stepped in to kind of prevent uh, an abuse of that power, I think, in some regards. So here's a question. Let's say a jury gives you, awards you $100 million. But you're, um, it's in a state that has caps. Um, you're, the, the, whatever the jury awards you, it has nothing to do with what you're actually going to get. Is that correct? Uh, it, it can. I mean, because they, they can, the judge always has the power to cut it down. So, yeah, like the jury can award, award something and then basically there's a process to kind of challenge that award that the jury has found. Um, because it makes sort of no sense in terms of the damages that were pled and any of the testimony that was heard. And so the, there's a way to sort of stop that. Do Go you think it. tort reform is wrong? I think tort reform has its place. I think it can be misguided in the sense that it can work to the disadvantage of consumers, like, for instance, like mandatory arbitration clauses is a great example. As it relates so to it's damages, the corporations, you think? Yeah, like allowing sort of an unequal bargaining power as it relates to access to justice. And, and if you could blame someone for tort reform, who would you blame or something? I would blame uh, lobbyists who lobby the legislature. And not, I mean, I would say more just lobbyists in general for like various constituencies, whatever they may be. But I would say, you know, because it's like even the plaintiff's bar have their, they they argue their sort of um, their positions. But, you know, it's, it's various constituencies sort of lobbying the legislature to kind of allow or disallow certain things from happening, which I think is kind of shut a lot of people out of the system generally. And sort of mm. that's kind of now why we have these uh, sort of lopsided, you know, access to justice issues, I think. And I think we're trying to correct it, but it's a slow process. Well, thank you, Mike. I mean, Anytime. it's my first time having a, 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 a an expert on the show, and <laughs> what, what a difference yeah, that makes. Right? <laughs> so let's see what we have on the board. I mean, I, just for Mike, lawyer Mike, mm-hmm. we should put lobbyist uh, up on the board. And uh, what what else do we have? Okay, so we uh, have on this side of the board. Uh, we just have lobbyists. Oh, wow. Right okay. Yeah. So to blame uh, for tort reform. Are we trying to What about the PR uh McDonald's PR oh, machine? Yeah, sure, let's get right? them up there. This is kind of taking the other side that I'm actually going to untake okay. the second I say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm dying to hear what this is. America's obsession with suing. So essentially it's get rich quick. Mm. Okay? How can we get money from the the big the big dogs yeah from the so big dogs i 
I was thinking about this and I, you know, I don't really feel this way, but I just thought we should put it out there. And I went online and I did a Google search because I'm thinking like, okay, well, how many lawsuits are really happening every day? Are we just uh, suing everyone we know? You know, so I Googled, do Americans file lawsuits, question mark. And I saw a stat that said that 40 million Americans sue per year. But then I checked the website. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it led me to this website called USFEF.org. US Financial Education Foundation. And I was like, oh, that sounds uh, legit. And when you click on it, it's clear. It clearly hasn't been updated since nineteen ninety four, probably when this lawsuit okay. was <laughs> went to trial. Okay, and the first thing I read, I, I have to read a, a little excerpt from this website. Imagine you are the owner and CEO of a business of a su- successful business. This is under the section frivolous lawsuits. Okay. Okay. You graduate from one of the most prominent universities in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm getting a very clear picture of who this man is. (laughs) Man. It's already a man. Okay. And after years of hard work, you finally worked your way up to the top. You and your loving family live in a vintage house. (laughs) (gasps) Vintage. (laughs) Yes. Vintage. Surrounded with white picket fences. (laughs) Life cannot be better as you are living the American dream. But not every story ends with a happy ending. One day, you got a call from your attorney. (laughs) You have an attorney. You're living the good life. He informs you that one of your employees attempted to call his co-worker regarding a meeting while he was driving. Right when he took his eyes off the road, he crashed the car in front and and severely injured the 78-year-old driver. 78, interesting. Mm -hmm. After a series of trials, the court found you liable and the jury awarded 21 million against your business. While while you have trouble paying the penalty, your attorney calls again. This time, an employee is suing you because he spilled hot coffee Mm -hmm. over his lap, which burned his thigh. The employee argued that the coffee from the coffee machine was too hot and asked for three million in compensation. So and it goes on and on and on about these insane scenarios Mm -hmm. that can happen to you based on this U.S. financial education foundation. This is the uh, the the foundation that's going to educate you on financial needs. What do you think about that? I think it sounds like what like the lawyer who was representing McDonald probably opened with in trial. <laughs> Imagine how I, good your life is, and then someone rips it all away. I mean, I think this is the fear that they're trying to touch. I, I, this K- PR campaign is trying to touch on everyone. You know, it's like this could happen to you if you have a taco stand, right? Uh, you know, it, it, and it, and in all fairness, the the people that have the taco stand have way more to lose than the, you know, Walmarts of the world. What I think is interesting about that too, and that is interesting about the McDonald's case is that it's like devoid of so many actual facts. Yes. And so many people, like, of course you're going to buy, if you have no information and someone just gives you like a few like little well, choice it, bites and you're going to be like, well, that sounds terrible. But then you're like, well, wait a minute, let's actually look at the whole picture 
And, you know, like judges are not all morons and people are not all idiots. Like when you have a proper trial and you get all the information, shit's different. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for using the word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was um, so obviously the McDonald's lawyers were trying to push this agenda of oh frivolous lawsuits and that became a whole cultural thing where we it all it got into our brains but I, I didn't Google actual frivolous lawsuits and while not all lawsuits are frivolous, there are a oh, few for sure. I'm truly sure. frivolous oh, corporate yeah. lawsuits. That's you, where you hope that like people would be like, you idiot. Like, Do you want to no. hear maybe one or two? Yeah. Okay, so this is coming in. <laughs> it sounds in like you're dying to tell us. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty great. Uh, businessinsurance.org is where I got this information. Okay. So here's one. Overton versus Anheuser-Busch. Richard Overton sued Anheuser-Busch for false advertising when drinking a six-pack of Bud Light failed to produce visions of beautiful women on a balmy beach. <laughs> he sought damages of $10,000, claiming that this deceptive marketing caused him emotional and psychological distress. In other words, Overton was mad that drinking beer didn't equal hot beach babes. The case was dropped, of course. Mm. Hopefully, Overton learned a lesson or two about the difference between fantasy and reality. I mean, this is why we have checks and balances. Right. I, I, right. Anyone presenting that kind of case in front of a jury... I mean, it just takes one person out of 12 to be like, nah, bud, right. yeah. I don't think so. Okay, this is a really, this <laughs> one actually I'm on the fence about. Okay. Um, Austin Atkin versus NBC. Austin Atkin sued NBC for $2.5 after a particularly grotesque challenge on Fear Factor allegedly made him vomit and run into a wall. According to... <laughs> What? <laughs> this gets crazy. In the show, the rats had been processed in a blender and then served to Ew. the contestants, no. which Atkin claimed caused his blood pressure to rise so much that he became disoriented, disoriented and was unable to see the door on his way to the other room. Yeah, no duh. So the suit was ultimately thrown out. That actually is an episode where they fed people. Uh, and that's upsetting to me. And that's I actually so think that that's wrong. Um, and here's just one I'll just say real quick. Peters versus Universal Studios. 57-year-old Clenthai Peters um, filed a suit against Universal Studios for $15,000 because she claimed the annual Halloween Horror Nights haunted house was too scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did she, what, did it get thrown out? Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, it caused her, it was so scary, it caused her to trip and fall. Oh. Um, no, it didn't. This one does not give the verdict. So maybe she got her $10,000. Oh they might have settled. They might have settled. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, Yes, of course. There will be frivolous uh, cases out there. And uh, again, I really hope that th this is why we have a jury. This is why we have 12 people in a jury. Mm -hmm. What if I was saying the wrong number and you guys just <laughs> <laughs> were like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yes, uh -huh. <laughs> 12. No, but anyway, this whole like idea of frivolous lawsuits is such a scam. It's such a, uh, a made-up thing. I, yes, of course, there will be some out there, but I don't think that's the the, the general case here. It's probably the exception rather than... The, the rule. rule, right? Yes. So, I mean, I kind of just want to put like U.S. Financial Education Foundation <laughs> 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 for making me upset. 
<laughs> or honestly, for being the first thing you that pops up when you Google, like, literally, do Americans file lawsuits? You know, I feel like we've had a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's time to kind of start crossing things okay. off the list. And I'll, figuring I'll give out you the list. Blamed. Okay. So just for everyone out there, in the accident side of the McDonald's case, we have McDonald's Corporation, the uh, gotta have it now attitude, poverty, 1989 Ford Probe, so that's uh, Ford and Mazda mm-hmm. for their design, and people like Clayton. Those are our options on the accident <laughs> side, okay? Uh, so let's, why don't we focus on these now first? Okay. Um, I mean, just off the bat, I I definitely don't want to take out the, the Ford Probe. Okay. Not just, not yet. Not yet. But I might want to take out poverty. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you can blame. Okay. I don't think we can blame poverty for the McDonald's, the, the accident, the coffee accident. This is more like a symptom of, of poverty, perhaps, but poverty does not. Well, to blame for it. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I guess I don't think it's a symptom. I think it's a it's a drive. Yes. For McDonald's mm-hmm. to you know to go to the McDonald's and to get your coffee there and to have to you know get it now attitude. It's kind of a a a, a combo. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of us are you know a lot of people live in poverty mm-hmm. or are close to it, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have this got to get it now attitude. We all have jobs. We got to do it. And we're not all burning our legs. No, we're not. Okay. So I think I feel safe crossing those two Great. things off. Now, what we have less is left is the probe and the Mazda. People like Clayton. The, uh, I'm sorry. That's a Ford probe, the 1989 Ford probe. Mm-hmm. People like Clayton and McDonald's Corporation. I'm going to, in defense of my own self, I'm going to say I feel like we should take people like me off because while we do, you know, like our things a certain way, we're not ultimately the ones in charge at a corporation. They are the one who set the standards. Right. So they're the one who ultimately is like, okay, we realize that you want that, but we don't think it's good for the community as a whole. So they have the power to do whatever they want. So and, somebody could have stepped in and said yeah. no. And you win and you lose customers. Like that's... That's uh, consumerism, right? That's capitalism. Right. right. So I don't think you can blame people who... People like you. Like hot coffee. Okay. Okay. Unless well. they were like picketing and pouring coffee on people. It's like, okay, these people are clear to blame. But I don't think we're like that. Okay. So, I mean, do we want to blame the, the, the probe, the car, for not having a cup holder? I don't feel like you... I think that's like... Wow, like really? In 1989? Yeah. What, what, year, what year is yeah. it? In 19, no, the, the car was in 1989. This is 1992. Yeah, it's 90, in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, like, why do you not have a, a cup holder? That's crazy. But I just feel, I mean, why, I guess there's a lot of things that could go wrong not having a cup holder. But um, again, I just feel like they, oh, this is where... I feel like a good lawyer could make a really good argument. You know what I mean? But w- let's face it. We're not good lawyers. No, we're so. not. <laughs> I think I think what, I hear what you're saying. You know, it's just... It exacerbates the issue, yes. but it's not the cause. So it's not the root cause. I think we've settled it. McDonald's Corporation is going to the alarmist jail. Absolutely. 
Now, the second part of this tragedy is the tort reform, everything that happened afterwards. And for this part, we have the lobbyists, the McDonald's PR machine, get rich quick attitude and the US financial education foundation the web the the, the shitty website mm-hmm. that i stumbled upon um i'm going to keep that one on for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> hey it's your podcast um and i i think i'm going to take out this like get rich quick um attitude because i i actually don't think it's it's as much of a problem as people say it is I don't think there are as many people out there trying to get rich quick. That to me would imply that you're like actively trying to get hurt so that you can sue. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, or the like, but and honestly, those frivolous lawsuits that I read, I agree with most of the plaintiffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like those rats in the blender. Yeah, I mean, that's disgusting. Well, that's I terrible. want a settlement just reading that on the internet. We should yeah. sue. We should sue. I mean, we could get some money. I know a lawyer. This has given us great idea. But don't sue the alarmist podcast. Right. We don't have any money. If someone gets upset from listening to you read that thing about that show yes. and they sue you you'd be like no we, go, no, we sue no. NBC I guess so NBC. E- Erios yeah. is a huge corporation <laughs> <laughs> um, okay fine we, we, we get rich quick bye you're out bye um, McDonald's PR machine and lobbyist I mean as much as I love Mike and I trust that he's right I don't understand it so I'm gonna <laughs> cross you're it crossing off. it off <gasps> what do you think I mean, I think lobbyist is a pretty strong contender. Wow. Tell they, me more. I just feel like they do a lot of bad, you know, they're just, they just seem like they're... Bad guys in general? They'll just, it seems like they, they'll lobby and argue for argument's sake. Like it's, that sometimes it's like, is it good or bad? Doesn't matter. They just want to oh, win. Oh, I see. I mean... Like what money are they making? They're making money somehow. Okay. Well, they're getting paid by right. these corporations. So let's let's leave it on there and let's take out U.S. Financial Education Foundation just because they're so annoying and I don't want to look at them anymore. I'm so annoyed. Don't with go their... back on that side. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so it's down to McDonald's PR machine and the lobbyist, which I guess you could say are like it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. So lobbyists. Um, fighting for mcdonald's yeah they're to blame for tort for tort reform i mean the lawyers representing representing mcdonald's and creating this ad campaign is what then led i mean this is totally me making this up but isn't that that kind of the spark that then leads to the lobbyists i love it let's just get this done i love it let's take what they started and run with it straight to congress i've never loved anything more Although I have to say, doesn't that all go back to the McDonald's Corporation? Yes, they're it's bad. They're right? writing the checks. I mean, yeah, but also lobbyists. Do they really have to pick that career choice? Like, mm, it's true. <laughs> it does seem like McDonald's really picked the worst time to like stand up and be like, "No, we're not going to lose. Like, we're going to fight this, and we won't just like." pay the poor lady her like meager medical yeah, bills. Yeah, they could have just paid it the 800 bucks. Like why just pay 10,000 and just like let it go to bed. And like you said earlier, like it kind of like went viral. Yeah. This so they like, kind of did it to themselves. Yeah, they did. Which makes me feel good about blaming them for tort reform. So <laughs> McDonald's lobbyists, you're going to the alarmist jail. 
I mean, I feel like I just went to college. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you guys. (laughs) I felt like I just went to law school. (laughs) It feels good to learn, right, guys? Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much for helping us, you know, get down to the bottom of the McDonald's uh, coffee case. And thanks to everyone for listening and getting smarter with us. Thank you so much for having me back. Uh, And please give our love to Mike. Um, We he's too smart to have on this podcast. (laughs) 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 After the coffee case. The prevailing public holds McDonald's as the injured party. The average person believes that this case is a clear-cut example of greedy tort lawyers and immature plaintiffs who don't want to be responsible for their own actions. McDonald's holding temperature is now 10 degrees lower. Follow us at The Alarmist Podcast on Instagram. And on Twitter, at AlarmistThe. If you have any thoughts or uh, questions, feel free to email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. And go to our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com, and vote for who you think is to blame. Tune in next week for a very sticky tragedy. We'll be talking the Great Molasses Flood of Boston of 1919. Powered by ACAS. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.